ladies and gentlemen. This is Into the Net FC, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. As usual, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, even though I'm a little late to this party, France's 14-0 win over Gibraltar. You know, I refuse to overhype it. I refuse to kind of basically make a big deal out of it. It's a win for France. That's great. But I just didn't really feel the need that I needed to talk about it because, well, number one, France was already qualified for the Euro, so this is just a, a game to play. But I was like, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but it's Gibraltar. <laughs> one of the smallest, you know, countries in the freaking, not only in the freaking continent, but, you know, in the freaking world, you know. It's a British uh, overseas territory, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, off of, you know, close to uh, the, the south coast of Spain, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, some would say like a little something like San Marino or, you know, Liechtenstein or what have you, or Monaco for, for, for that matter, so, you know, of course, uh, of course you know, Andorra, so it, it, it's basically, you guys kind of know what I'm saying, so a little bit of uh, geography right here, but. I mean, for France to basically beat a national team from from such a tiny little country, you know, in my opinion, it's it's not it's nothing to get super overhyped about. Again, it's great, <laughs> it's great. France got you know this is honestly the, the, this is actually from what I understand their big, the biggest win in the national team's history. Previously, the team's net biggest win was a ten nothing win over, I believe. I believe it was over Azerbaijan back in 1995. So, uh, so really, at the end of the day, I mean, see, you know, and honestly, when I was actually, you know, following this game, and yes, it was, it was against Azerbaijan back in '95. You know, as I was basically seeing, like, you know, like I actually, I actually had forgotten that France was playing that game, was playing that day, because I told myself. You know, France had already France had already qualified, so you know what is what is there for me to you know to keep an eye out on? But there's definitely some talking there's definitely some talking points, uh, you know, f from this from this particular game. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's just so much more than the fact that it was 14 to zero. I mean, one of them is the fact that Kylian Mbappe is basically passed Antoine Griezmann to become France's third all-time leading scorer. Because Kylian Mbappe now has 46 goals for the French national team. And he's only 24 years old. He's only 24 years old. And he just, just like that, rising up the freaking ranks at the all-time scoring list. Now, Olivier Giroud is currently at 54. You know, for a long time, Thierry Henry was, the, was France's all-time leading scorer at 51 goals. And since Olivier Giroud is still playing at such a high elite level, I would imagine that Olivier Giroud will in fact compete at the Euro. And I would honestly say that perhaps the next World Cup is very likely to be Olivier Giroud's final final competition for uh, for France. Now at that point he'll be 40 years old, but hey, if things if, if things continue to go well for uh, Olivier Giroud, then I would love to see him as a 40 as a 40 year old athlete representing the French national team, representing the French Republic. Vive la France, vive la République. Anyway. So I'm actually, you know, so I, I should mention, you know, again, you know, seeing this one, you know, now I knew they were playing Gibraltar next, but, you know, so I, I mentioned that I, even, I wasn't even aware they were, they were playing that day, but I knew that there was that, there was that game against Gibraltar. Man, 
and, you know, and honestly, Gold.com, you know, and get, getting the score up is, I swear to God, the app, the app is just having so many problems, but, and the game wasn't even, it wasn't even being broadcasted at my work. Well, I shouldn't say broadcasted, we weren't showing it. Now, we were in fact showing some European uh, qualifying games, but, you know, I guess basically because no one really cares where I'm at. Nobody cares about this sport. Nobody cares about real football. Oh, quel dommage. Ils sont, ils sont fous du foot. Hein? Vraiment, c'est ridicule. <laughs> c'est vraiment ridicule. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous that football, the real football, or soccer as they like to call as, as they like to call it here in the USA, but I like to call it football because it's football. Yeah, it's a shame that it's not well respected, but anyway, it doesn't surprise me that the game wasn't being shown, but and one of the things is when Olivier Giroud, when he made it 14-0, and the way he scored, man, oh man, oh man, oh, look at that, that pass, <laughs> I think from... I believe it was from Theo Hernandez. I mean, man. So the way I'm actually playing right now, I think I just you know briefly had sound, but you know, kind of looking at right here. I mean, man, that bicycle kick, boom, 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 boom. Olivier Giroud really, man, really made it so made it so so impactful. So. Man, it, you know, and looking at the way this game started, you know, one of the one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest uh, stories of this one was Warren Zaire Emery was actually making his debut for the French national team, and the dude's only a teenager. And you know, as he scored his first goal for the French national team, he suffered an injury, and Didier Deschamps immediately had to pull him out. So it, it, it's a damn shame that that this guy, Warren Zaire Emery. You know, is now very, suffered an ankle injury, and according to ESPN, Didier Deschamps confirmed that Zaire Emery is going to miss several weeks. And, you know, you know, I mean, aside from Mbappe, I mean, Warren uh, Zaire Emery is one of the PSG talents that I have my eye out on. So he's actually one of the few reasons why I even bother to watch Paris Saint Germain. So. So that I mean, and, and, you know, and the way he was tackled, I mean, that Gibraltar Gibraltar player got a straight red card. I mean, it's a shame because you know now he's gonna miss PSG's game against Newcastle. So th this is this is a huge recurring problem during international breaks. I mean, we have Vinny Jr. who suffered an injury in in, a, in Brazil's uh, qualifying match. You know, of course, we all know what happened to Gavi, and that's gonna be in, in the next episode. So. All the, I mean, Ed, Eduardo Camavinga suffered a, knee, suffered a knee injury during training. I mean, that pissed me off. Eduardo Camavinga suffering a knee injury, you know, after colliding or whatever this thing with Usman Dembele. I mean, I swear to God, the international breaks, it, it's killing me, man. These players just getting injured, and that just, that kills momentum. Now, some would say France has, an, has a plethora and basically loaded talent, but still... Eduardo Camavinga is one of the guys I always keep my eye on. I'm always rooting for the guy. So, I want Eduardo Camavinga to have the opportunity to represent France and do well. Now, I'm sure he'll get his chance. Now, Aurélien Chouameni is still injured. You know, God knows how long he'll, he'll be out for. So, I mean, that's just horrible luck for Real Madrid. You got Aurélien Chouameni that's going to be out for a while longer. Now, you got Vinny Jr. is going to be out for, I think, two and a half, three months. It's unfortunate. So... This whole thing with Zaire Emery now being hurt, I mean, it's it's just not fair. I mean, you know, at 17 years old, he makes his debut for the French national team at the senior squad. He scores a goal. And then and then all of a sudden, it, it, it's just not fair. But there's no, there's no doubt in my mind 
that Warren Zaire Emery, even though it's one game, he's showing that he's already got potential of being a strong repre a, a strong representation for France in the future. I mean, Zaire Emery alongside Chouameni and Kamavinga. Look at that. We just <laughs> look at that. Already adding a nice ring to it. So, so Zaire Emery basically, well. If, he, if he's able to be good to go by the time the, the Champions League knockout stage begins and provided PSG qualifies, then he, sh he should be good to go. So it's unfortunate that he got hurt like this, but man, and that, that player who, who got the red card, man, it's a damn, it, it really is a damn shame because, you know, Zaire Emery made it 3-0. to zero. Now this player named Ethan Santos for, for Gibraltar, um, you know, he actually, you know, he scored the own goal. That's what made it one nothing for France. And then, you know, he goes from that, and then 15 minutes later, he gets a straight red card. I mean, that it that it that adds insult to injury for the guy. And then immediately after that, Marcus Turam <laughs> makes it two nothing. And then 12 minutes later, that's when Warren Zaire Emery, you know, added to it. And then Kylian Mbappe scored a hat trick. You know, one of them, which was which was a penalty. Kingsley Coman put put in a brace. Jonathan Klaus added a goal of his own. Yusuf Fofana, who took over for Zaire Emery, <laughs> added one. Rabiot, Dembele, and Olivier Giroud added a brace of his own. I mean, had one in the 90th, in the, excuse me, in the 89th minute, and then one about two minutes later. So, man. I mean, G Gibraltar. So, uh, G uh, Gibraltar, you know, never had a shot at all. Like, n no shots, no shots on target, nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but again, I mean, this is a team for France. You know, France should have no problem beating, but I'll never forget when France, you know, suffered a 0-0 draw in the World Cup qualifying for, in 2017 against Luxembourg. <laughs> and at one point, Luxembourg, uh, Luxembourg actually at one point almost even scored. So, man. So I, I was saying, like, you know, for France to play like Gibraltar, it's like, you know, playing San Marino. Or you know Liechtenstein, Andorra, Monro uh, uh, Mondo Mondova, um, which was Moldova, oh, yeah Moldova, you know, like that. And, and France, and France has even had problems, you know, with with small, with very smaller countries in the past too. So, so yeah, so France basically this was just just a game to kind of basically this was kind of basically like a practice scrimmage game, if you will. So, so France basically now basically this just goes up to their goal differential. I mean. France has scored 27 goals and has conceded only once. I, I got to tell you, Mike Magnon really is doing a, really is, you know, honestly doing a great job so far. So, you know, and, and seeing just uh, this one right here, you know, I really believe, you know, now now I'm really uh, overhyping this one a little bit. And this game wasn't actually in Paris. It was actually playing in, played in Nice. So... You know, and, and I should mention, you know, the whole thing, you know, to not even, you know, overhype this game is the fact that the population of Gibraltar has got to be basically the seating capacity, the capacity of Alliance Riviera Stadium in Nice, which is about a little over 36,000 people. So, man, now, as I'm kind of actually looking at uh, the, pop the population of Gibraltar, yeah, the, the, the population of Gibraltar is less than that. It's actually, it's, it's, it's basically... Almost 33,000 people, so, <laughs> yeah, you basically get the point, so, man, it's basically a, man, it's just unbelievable, so, 
So France France got this win. So France actually does have one more game against Greece. Going to be on the road. So, uh, so I, w I would imagine that in this one, since it's on the road, Didier Deschamps doesn't have to play Mbappe. Doesn't have to play Giroud. I would just put in the reserves. I mean, let you know at this point, you know, because I feel like the reserves should have played in the, should have played in this one. I don't think Mbappe. You know, I, I don't think any of the uh, I, I don't think any of the regular starters should have been playing against Gibraltar. So I, I would feel you know you, you're already qualified. You have two games to, left to play. You know, put put in the reserves. Let them have some experience because you never know when you'll need them in the future. So, but you know, sometimes I'm you know sometimes I'm I'm still a, a little fuming that Didier Deschamps is still there because I felt like you know it was time to bring in Zidane, but because Deschamps took France to the World Cup final. It would it would it would have made no sense not to fire him right, but we'll just see how things go you know moving forward. So so France you know got the 14 nothing win, Def definitely big. I mean and this was actually discussed you know in one in one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest international wins um, you know in a in international competition. So of course the biggest one of all time is um, <clears throat> is Australia beating American Samoa 31 to zero. So so basically, yeah, this this particular one, according to the Sporting News, it, it ranks it. So, you know, of course, the biggest one, like I said, in 2001, Australia beating American Samoa 31-0. So, you know, you bring it all. Oh, man, <laughs> look at this one. In, in 1971, Th Tahiti won 30-0 against Cook Islands. I've never even heard of Cook Islands, for goodness sake. You see, I swear to God, you know, all these tiny little countries that n <laughs> that nobody has even heard of. I mean, ugh. Then of course that same year in 2001 when Australia beat Tonga 22 to zero, man. And then in 2005 when North Korea beat Guam 21 nothing. And then in 2000 Kuwait beat Bhutan 20 to nothing. So this year, yeah, of course France 14 nothing over Gibraltar. Uh -uh. <laughs> And let's have a look. In 2004, New Zealand beat Tahiti 10 to 0. In 2011, the Netherlands destroyed San Marino 11 to 0. Hmm. Man. <laughs> so you, you see, you see these tiny little countries just get beat up on. It's some, some, sometimes I feel like you know why you know. And, and some people have discussed like there should be a world, there should be a World Cup specifically for the smaller countries. I Me mean, personally. If they if they do decide to do that, or if they do, then I personally would have no problem with it. But <clears throat> yeah, for, for small nations, but I don't know. So so, be, so there's this thing I think it's called you know, the uh, the Konifa World Cup, and it actually started out in 2014. But this is actually basically like except you know these are the ones you know seeing with FIFA. So yeah, this particular thing I have no idea what it is. I'm not even gonna look at it, but. Man, oh, but going back because you know I was like pretty sure I kind of you know did like that. So, so France got the win, fourteen nothing. But you know, it's great, but nothing really to uh, brag about. Even though I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I definitely overhyped it big time because I spent so much. I was actually able to find the time to talk about it and basically go as long as I did to do it. So, man, so it's it's good for France. So one more game against Greece, and then you got prepared for the. Uh, you know, for Euro 2024, which is next summer in Germany. You now, speaking of Germany, I mean, Germany's still, you know, having their struggles. I think the, the last win on, on a, in an exhibition 
Well, I don't know what their last win was, but I think they recently suffered a 3-2 to two loss to Turkey, so... And of course, you know, on my YouTube channel, one of my biggest and loyal supporters, you know, a great Call of Duty player who lives in Germany, you know... Sorry, I have to, I'm sorry I'm bringing that up, brother, but, you know, he, he told me he's excited about Euro 2024, so, and, you know, he's always watching my content, listening to this show, so, man, so, basically, France, just one more game to go, and we'll see how things go, and, of course, France is one of the favorites in the Euro, as far as winning the Euro, I don't know, I really want France to win the Euro, but... It's going to be hard to deal with England. It's going to be hard to deal with Germany, believe it or not. Even though Germany, according to my buddy Keith, who loves the German national team, loves Germany, says that Germany is just is not good. I mean, I still believe you know Germany as the as the hosts. I believe that Germany is actually going to get that act, their act together and they're going to do it quick. But there, there's just too much for France to deal with. I mean, again, you got to deal with England, Spain, Portugal, Italy. It's just a lot to deal with. So hopefully France gets their act together, then they can surely pull it off, but it's going to be tough. I can only say I hope, but... But congratulations to France. They got the biggest win in their in their history. 14-0 over Gibraltar. Of course, the previous one was 10-0 over Azerbaijan, which was in 1995. So congratulations to France. But again, France, you beat a tiny nation with a population that's even smaller than the, the capacity of the stadium that you beat them in. So you got the win, but don't get too overhyped over it. I mean, basically, as France always likes to get arrogant after a big win, I mean, don't let it distract you. Move on. Focus on the next one. Get the job done. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC, of course, is available on all streaming platforms. You can find Into the Net FC on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can even find it on YouTube, Amazon Music. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. So please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure that you hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Thank you very, very much, y'all. Have a good one. Passez une bonne journée. Allez les bleus. Vive la France. Vive la, vive la République. Goodbye, everybody.